Welcome to the Gospel Saves Podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. Please visit thegospelsaves.me. Welcome back to our study of the resurrection. Because Jesus rose from the dead, those who believe in him have hope for eternal life and a victory over the enemies of righteousness. When Jesus raises us from the dead, what will we look like? How can the Lord raise bodies from dust? These are, admittedly, mysteries. But the New Testament gives us a few clues. One thing is certain. The type of body occupied by Jesus following his resurrection is the same type of body we will receive when he calls us from the grave. On our last program, we left off in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, around verse 25. We were talking about the chronology of events that will take place at the end of time. How all who are asleep in Jesus will rise. The end will come where the Son delivers the kingdom over to the Father. Then he will destroy death because that's the last enemy that will be destroyed. And then at that moment, the Son will subject himself to the Heavenly Father. This is the end as we understand it. And that's where we find ourselves when we read Revelation chapters 21 and 22. We find ourselves in that blessed realm after time has passed away where there are no tears, there is no sighing, there is no sickness. Because the curse has been lifted. Man is with God. He will dwell with God for eternity. This was always God's will. But man, because of our sin, has separated ourselves from God. But God has found a way to reconcile us in Jesus Christ. And so we will be with the Lord for all eternity. Now this subject always brings up a lot of interesting questions. And one of the questions that often comes to mind is, what will that body be like? We're going to be raised from the dead. In some cases, in most cases, the bodies that raise up will have basically become dust. How is it possible that God can raise people from the dead out of dust? John the Baptizer offers a very interesting perspective over in the third chapter of the book of Luke. Now, the multitudes are coming out to John to be baptized by him, and among them are Pharisees and scribes and lawyers who are coming out, in some cases, just out of curiosity. He says in verse number 8, Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Now, John's main point is... Don't trust in your heritage. Don't trust in your family. Yes, you are the children of Abraham. Yes, Abraham is a significant figure. But you know what? God can raise up children from Abraham from these very stones. You can almost just imagine John sort of pointing at the stones there on the ground. What's impossible with man is possible with God. So even if we have bodies that have disintegrated, that have become dust, that have become clay, that have even coalesced into something that looks a little bit like rock, this is not that big of a deal for God. God can reconstitute those bodies. He can raise them up. This is no trouble for our Heavenly Father. Certainly, if He can create the universe, He can reconstitute a body. 
But that then leads Paul into another question. What kind of body is it? As he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 35, but someone will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? This is one of the more intriguing questions. And to be quite frank, it's a question that I cannot answer. The New Testament writers make it very clear that we do not know what kind of body we will have in eternity. In 1 John chapter 3, the Apostle John makes this point very plain. In chapter 3, verse number 2, he says, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. John says that what will look like has not been revealed. And if it had not been revealed to the apostles, I certainly would say it's not been revealed to anyone since then. Remember the apostles were given the full doctrine of Jesus Christ, that, that everything Jesus wanted the world to know about him, about his heavenly father, everything that was necessary for salvation was revealed through the apostles. And if John, an apostle, is writing toward the end of the first century and he says, I don't know what we're going to look like, it's not been revealed, and he doesn't anticipate that that question will ever be answered. He says, we don't know. We just do not know what we will look like, but we do know one thing. Whatever Jesus looks like, that's what we'll look like. Now, I don't believe that John is saying we're all going to be twins of Jesus, so to speak. But rather, whatever kind of body Jesus is existing in right now, that's the kind of body we're going to have. That's quite a statement, isn't it? And it's wonderful to think about that whatever body Jesus occupies right now will be the same body that we have for eternity, the same type of body, I should say. So that's the body that we're anticipating. As Paul goes on to teach here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it's a spiritual body. He says in verse 36, foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he pleases and to each seed its own body. So Paul uses an analogy. He draws a comparison between plants and the body that we will occupy in eternity. He says, you put a seed in the ground, that seed dies, and it looks nothing like the plant that comes up alive afterwards. You know, we've, we've got a garden going right now at home, and we've got corn that sprung up. You know, that corn is just this little black speck, looks a little bit like kind of a raisin, except it's hard. And you push that thing down into the ground, and a few weeks later, you've got this green plant that looks nothing like the seed that you planted. That seed has died, it's been buried, and now it has come up out of the ground as a plant completely different. And that's the point that Paul is getting across here. Trying to understand what our spiritual body is going to look like just by our physical body isn't really going to get us anywhere. Because our physical body is like that seed that gets planted down into the ground. And when it comes up alive, it's going to look a whole lot different. I think in a lot of ways, we will be very similar to our, our human body. 
I think we will know each other in heaven. I think that there is some way we'll be able to recognize each other. I mean, the rich man recognized Lazarus. The rich man recognized Abraham. So there is some way that we know each other even after death. Our names are written in the book of life. So it seems to me that we will know each other. We're going to look similar to what we are now, but it's going to be different. We don't know what kind of body it is. So Paul uses an analogy to help us understand that we just won't know. It's going to be like trying to imagine what a corn plant looks like just by examining the seed. How could you ever anticipate that beautiful plant that comes from that ugly little black seed? He goes on to talk about in verse 39, all flesh is not the same, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another kind of flesh of animals, another of fish, and another of birds. In other words, all those bodies are different. Yes, all people generally look the same. We have all the same physiological characteristics, but we look nothing like lions. We look nothing like crappie. We look nothing like sparrows. So bodies are designed to be different. So just because we have a body that looks this way in the physical doesn't necessarily mean we should anticipate that it's going to look the same in a spiritual manner. Verse 40, there are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies, but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differs from another star in glory. So he says, look at the heavens. You've got stars that look one way. You've got planets that look another way. You've got moons that look another way. All these heavenly bodies look different than one another. So Paul has established this point from a seed, from nature, from the heavens. We can tell that there are different kinds of bodies. Verse 42, so also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption it is raised in incorruption. Our bodies are breaking down. Every day, they break down just a little bit more as we draw closer and closer to our death. I read a headline the other day. A man believes he can grant human beings immortality in this life. Why would you want to live on this earth forever? And time is against us. It's sown in corruption. In other words, when this body is buried down into the ground, it is breaking down and it continues to break down until it becomes dust if the Lord tarries. But it's going to be raised in incorruption. In other words, it won't break down. This is going to be a body that is built to last and last for all eternity. In verse 43, Paul says, it is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. You know, death is just not a pleasant thing either to witness, and in some cases, it's not terribly pleasant to experience. A few people go out in their sleep. A few people are able to escape this life peacefully, but for a lot of people, death is is a miserable experience. It's sown in dishonor, and yet what comes? Well, there's a glory that comes. And the glory is, of course, this resurrection. So even though death is painful, even though there's a dishonor about it, 
as your body breaks down, there's this glorious, incorruptible thing that is going to come out of the ground one day. Something that looks like our Savior Jesus Christ as he now appears in glory. What a wonderful thing to anticipate. I hope as you're listening to this program, you are someone who can anticipate that sort of body. And if you're not, my friend, would you please get to know Jesus so that you can have that hope of eternal life? Thanks for listening to The Gospel Saves. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find him on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know and do his perfect will. See